you walk into an interview and you turn around and you go, I am good at everything. I have absolutely no weaknesses at all. And I'm going to boss it just out of uni, but I know everything. You will not get the job. That is so important to be honest. Actually, I did fail or I did fall down, but I got back up again. Yeah. And this is what I learned from it. And if that ever happened again and I ever found myself in that situation, these are the steps I would take to make sure I didn't fail that time. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Study Abroad and Exchange podcast. I am your host Gemma and we are joined by a very special guest. She is Study Abroad and Exchange royalty. I will let her introduce herself <laughs> when she stops laughing. Oh, such a kidder. Um, yes, hi everyone. My name's Ruth Law. Um, Gemma and I work on the same team and uh, we're really pleased to bring these podcasts to you to give you an insight as to what we deal with on a daily basis but also hopefully you can learn something from experiences from our students who've gone out on exchange and also from other people in the university who help articulate that experience into something a little bit more worthwhile um, for your future career so I'd like to introduce our careers advisor. Hi everyone, uh, my name is Julie Parfit. I am one of the University Careers and Employability Service Career Advisors. I've been working here for about now six years. Uh, I've worked with lots of different subjects. They tend to move us around different faculties. So I've previously worked with maths, business, but I'm now currently supporting the School of Humanities. So as you guys can probably tell, today is a slightly different podcast. Um, if you've been following our series, it will be mainly students talking about their experiences abroad. Today, however, as we're joined by the lovely Julie, we will be discussing about the career prospects that studying abroad gives you and how you can put that into improving your employability. So this podcast is really for students who have either been abroad already and are now thinking about that graduate job that they want to go and grab at the end of their degree and how are they going to put into words the experiences they've had or it's for students who are going oh, I don't really know whether going abroad is going to be valuable for me, so I'm going to have a And to think about how they can then, whether going abroad is the right thing for them in terms of what skills they need. So, to hand over to Julie, the first question is, what would you say are the benefits of doing a year abroad in terms of employability? There's just so many. There really is. I really wish that I'd done a year abroad when I was a student. I think I was one of those students that was quite scared of doing something outside of my comfort zone or would I manage and would I cope when actually it would have given me so much and it definitely would have improved my employability prospects. Key things it's going to give you, obviously, independence, again, striking out on your own, going into perhaps a different culture, uh, perhaps using different language skills. This real thing of actually being separate away from those kind of familiar surroundings of home or even university and really doing something different. This in itself is going to set you apart from other graduates because lots of people are going to be going perhaps the same job as you with a really good degree, even from a Russell Group University such as us. But what else? What else can I bring? What other experiences can I talk about? So again, any kind of placement abroad, be it short or long term, is going to be to your benefit. It's a whole variety of experiences new people, new places, new surroundings, a whole new culture, new ways of learning as well, finding out about how other institutions operate and how perhaps courses are taught over there could actually offer real insights into your own study once you come home as well. I think it really does allow you to test yourself, a little bit of a challenge, perhaps overcoming some fears, some barriers, and really exposing you to actual growth and this idea of what we call growth mindset of not having fixed ideas and having things that are actually 
this is the only way it can be. It allows you to kind of experience, as I've said, different ways of seeing things and actually just informing that you can have this idea that things will change. My ideas can change. How I do things can change. And I think exposure to anything different always allows you to do this. Julie, it's interesting you say about um, students being able to set themselves apart. Uh, whilst we send several hundreds of students abroad each year, whether it be for, as you say, a year, a semester, or even a summer school, um, it is still seen as a minority exercise yeah. um, activity. And so it is really key for students being able to set themselves apart from their peers because there's chances are people within their degree program, unless it's a uh, built-in year abroad as part of your degree, which we have some at the university, but they're not all like that, um, then students are very much uh, in the minority and they, they are given those advantages above other students. It really is. It is something that, as you've said, is still a minority activity. It's not going to be on every single CV. It's not going to be on every single job application. Mm. It's going to be something that, again, you can talk about it. And even if you are going in against other people who've had a year abroad, your placement abroad is going to be different from somebody else's. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I think it really is um, what we call a USP, a unique selling point about yourself. I think it also allows you to be part of this idea of a global workforce, of being somebody who can operate in different countries. Perhaps you're already thinking about working abroad in the future or want to be part of a company which operates within different countries. Or even if you're just going to stay here in the UK, employers will want to see these things, all these experiences, all these, um, as I said, almost aptitudes and capabilities employers really want mm -hmm. to see them and that's why they're going to be important they're going to help you answer questions it's going to help populate your cv and it's going to help you within interview situations as well but more about that later mm. so um what would you say were the specific skills that students do return with well obviously there's many um there's been a recent study by the institute of international education um, who interviewed over a thousand students who found that uh, placement abroad helped develop 15 of the top skills that employers are looking for. And the top five were specifically being things like inter intercultural skills, curiosity, flexibility or adaptability, confidence and self-awareness. And again, I think any new experience tells you something about yourself, whether you like it, you dislike it, or you're kind of ambivalent to it. Mm -hmm. um, you do learn from it. It is going to help you. It is going to say, I say, give these answers to these questions mm. and help you to get to know yourself more. It's interesting that you mentioned curiosity. I don't think that would be an obvious one. No. That would spring to mind mm. when you're trying to sell yourself to um, a future employer. You wouldn't necessarily think about mm. it, but curiosity speaks to people who want to learn more. People who want to find out why things work. Why do we do the things that we do? Why are we doing it this way? How can I make things more efficient? It kind of leads on. If you've already got a curious mindset, mm. it's going to be um, really applicable to the world of work. And I think something like doing a placement abroad, because it is all going to be new and learning, uh, like I say, new cultures, new language, just new ways of working, it tends to reflect someone who's got a curious nature, who wants to find out mm -hmm. that little bit more. The study that I've already mentioned, they actually found that, well, around 70%, not only found that they really 
this experience helped develop these skills. But 47% found that actually their placement abroad was instrumental in them getting the job that they went on to do. That's fantastic. Yeah, because they were able to use it as evidence in perhaps interview questions, application answers. And as I've said, it really speaks to this person who's learned about themselves, knows what they want, and actually, or what they don't want, or what they don't want, <laughs> which indeed, is equally as important, and come with with perhaps more confidence than your average applicant. And that brings us nicely on to the next question. So, how do students actually go about selling their year abroad? Then, so we know all the skills they're going to get. How do students put that into words? Well, the thing. The thing employers want to see is evidence of skills. It's wonderful if you can list, I'm coming in with communication, teamwork, negotiation. Oh, and I have a fantastic... Words. Yes. <laughs> and a fantastic level of curiosity. But they mean nothing unless you can back them up. So again, this is where this experience can really be your evidence on a very practical level. So it can be things like, in an interview, tell me about yourself. So you might talk about who you are, where you're from, what course you're studying, where you're studying, but then also this extra bit of information. Oh, and also, I've done a placement abroad. And it might be telling them about what you learned about yourself. It might be that it was instrumental um, in deciding perhaps what career you wanted to go into. Because again, you can tell them about future aspirations. Ruth, what would be your additional piece of information? What would it be, Ruth? Well, I would say probably all going back... 30 years, <laughs> I did a year uh, in the States when I did my A-levels and uh, just after I'd finished and I didn't have a clear idea as to what I wanted to do and I thought I need to spend some time figuring stuff out and so I went back to high school basically and did a year in the States. Now at the time I had absolutely no idea that I would end up doing this type of job and encouraging other students to do something similar. Um, and it was actually quite a difficult period because I was away from home for a whole year. I wasn't allowed to, to come home during that period of time for a visit. And I really can truthfully say I didn't realize the importance of what I learned from that whole year uh, until much, much later. And, um, and it, it's been a very valuable, very valuable lesson. And now it's destiny that she works on the study board and exchange team. Amazing. <laughs> Your answer actually also speaks to another interview question which you could be asked. If they're using perhaps strength-based questioning, they might ask you something around, what are you most proud of? So again, a variety of answers, but for students, again, coming just off of graduation and perhaps or just having this experience, this can be the answer to that. Perhaps actually you're most proud of the fact that you went on your own and did something completely independently and that you were doing it actually, like I say, without the normal um, family or friend support that you would have around you. Mm. And again, being able to talk about what you learned about yourself, your increased confidence levels, and again, possibly how you overcome any difficulties whilst you're out there. Another question or type of questioning that employers really love to um, use is competency-based questions. So again, you can tell these are coming when they start saying things like, oh, tell me about a time you've done this. Give us an example of... That's a killer, that one. <laughs> so again, yes, I love to give you an example of. So again, they could say, oh, can you give me an example of when you've shown great resilience? And again, 
this is where you can use this evidence from a placement abroad. Now, how you structure it, which I know is what students often um, want to know, because how do I give an answer, a full answer, without waffling on too long, but actually really giving something quite memorable? Well, this is where we use a technique called the STAR technique. This is how you can structure your answers. So STAR stands for situation, task, action, and result. So when you give your answer, you want to give the situation. So the case could be, I was on my placement abroad. That's your situation and where you and where you were based. The task could be, I had to get to my first lecture, but actually I was staying somewhere a bit further out. I didn't know how I was going to get there. I had to work out my own route. So that's the situation and task. That needs to stay quite short in that aspect. The part where you really need to expand is the A, the action. What did you do? as part of this situation and task. Well, actually, if the task is I need to get there, I didn't know how to get there, my phone's not working, I didn't have signal, we all have these um, circumstances where things aren't going entirely to plan. How am I gonna get there without Google Maps? <laughs> so, what did you do? The action could be that you used your language skills to actually gain some directions from local people, or perhaps at least you used your skills to be able to locate a shop that sold maps of the area so that you could then, you know, get your own way there, figure out where perhaps stations are, public transport, how to get yourself there. That was the issue. And the action is, what did I do to resolve this? This showed me just going, oh, oh I better just go home then and not attend my first lecture. <laughs> no, you need to go and do something. So what did you do? And that's where you can really talk about your actions. And then what was the result? Did you get there? Marvellous. Perhaps you didn't get there. Perhaps you did miss it. But then again, what did you learn from that situation? So, but I now have my resource. I went and did a bit of a practice run. Now that I know how to get there tomorrow, I know what I'm doing. I've already contacted the relevant people to explain why I wasn't there. You know, what was the, the learning from this? So even if it didn't turn out to be the most positive result, there is always something to be had from this. And employers want these answers they really want this evidence of you being resilient it's one of the key um skills that they look for i have to say if you walk into an interview and you turn around and you go i am good at everything i have absolutely no weaknesses at all i'm nagging everything i'm gonna boss it you know i'm just out of uni but i know everything you will not get the job that's no. so important to be honest about actually i did i did fail or i did fall down but I got back up again. Yeah. And this is what I learned from it. And if that ever happened again, and I ever found myself in that situation, these are the steps I would take to make sure I didn't fail that time. It is. It's the learning you get from it and how you can apply it and how actually, because I know this about myself, this is what's going to make me a good worker for you. This is the things that I can use. I will apply these skills in work situations because things in work aren't always going to go to plan either. And so employers want a workforce that can handle upsets and bumps in the roads. So this is why they want to hear about this. I think the hardest part is always this fine line between confidence and arrogance when yeah. giving your answers. When actually you just want to state factually, this is what happened and this is what I did. And always in a positive light. Where we can fall down is if you frame your answers with sentences like, oh, I was really bad and I got lost and, and nothing really happened, but then <laughs> I did it. Whereas if you start it with, I had a rather challenging situation, but this is how I overcome it. Let me tell you about it. Yeah. So what resources are available, Julie, for people that want to maybe come and have a little bit of extra help with this? Well, obviously, um, career service, we're available all year round. No, we're always available in holiday and vacation time as well. 
We've got our careers and employability website. So on there, there's lots of resources. We can show you how to do a skills audit. We can talk through steps and tools about how to reflect about the activities and experiences that you have, how to break that down into the specific skill sets. And also, again, lots of information about STAR and how to structure your answers. If you want a little bit more help, you want to come and speak to somebody like me, we have our drop-in service. That's every day between um well monday to friday 11 till 3 apart from tuesday when it's 2 to 6 so you can come and have a chat and then from there there are workshops there are guidance appointments there's always somebody and something out there to help you so just to finish off our podcast today normally we would ask a student to sum up their experience in one word but as this is a bit different julie what would you say are the top five reasons to do either a year or a period of study abroad okay so a placement abroad I think number one is just the whole experience itself, to immerse yourself in everything that you get from it, because so much learning that you can get just informing yourself all the time. Again, so that leads me to number two, this self-awareness, what you like, what you don't like, what you're interested in, what you can learn about yourself, realising actually, oh, I'm better at this than what I thought I was. It was those kind of revelations. Is a whole um, wealth of new skills, as we've already said, resilience, confidence, self-awareness, curiosity, cultural awareness, um, a whole growth mindset. A very practical aspect. It looks great on your CV. It does. They're going to ask you about it. It says something about you. But finally, I think it's just the exposure itself to experiences like this could be the thing that helps you decide what you want to do in the future. We've already heard earlier from Ruth that actually this is actually the main thing. This could actually tell you, oh, my God, this is what I want to do in my future. So it's an opportunity not to be missed. Absolutely. And if you will listen to some of our other podcasts, you'll actually hear how some of our students have made a decision on either whether they want to go back and live in the country that they visited um, or whether they want to go back and now work abroad, whether that be where they were studying or somewhere else. It really has, for a lot of them, decided where they're going to go after they graduate. And that is so important because sometimes it can feel like a huge hole yep. that you have fallen into. You've suddenly come out of structured education and you've got so many options, you have no idea where to turn. So it can be really, really valuable for them. Fantastic. So... Thank you very much to Julie for joining yes, us today. You, no, we really very appreciate welcome. it. Thank you as always to our listeners. We really appreciate you listening. I have been Gemma and this has been our special guest. Street Law. <laughs> <laughs> as always, if you have any questions about um, whether you can go abroad or your international options, you can contact us at studyabroad at sutton.ac.uk. If you have any questions for careers, Julie, is there an email address that people can kind of contact? Yep, careers at sutton.ac.uk or come and see us in Building 37. Thanks as always, guys, and we will talk to you really soon. Thank you.